It's time for Inside the L, the podcast covering all things LaSalle athletics and taking you behind the scenes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside the L podcast, where we talk all things LaSalle athletics. This is our third episode of the new season, and I'm your host, Greg Caserta. Today's guest is women's basketball guard, Molly Massantonio. Appreciate you doing this because it is a game day tonight. So you've got a very full day in front of you, and uh, now you're starting here with us. So I, I thank you for spending a few minutes. Yep. Thank you for having me. So Maryland Eastern Shore tonight, game at six o'clock, back in Tom Gola Arena, where you've gone three and one so far this season. Molly, are you starting to get the sense that that home court advantage is back? Yes, I think playing home, it's nice because we practice there. So we're used to the rims, we're used to the perspective. We have the environment behind us. Um, so obviously we'll we play our best at home. So hopefully we can keep it up. You just mentioned something that I don't think a lot of people take into effect. Are there courts that you know in the A-10, because you've been there now as a visiting player, where you go, I just don't like the sight lines here, where, like you said, that perspective is not what you like? Are there places on the top, like off the top of your head that you think about and you go, yeah, when I played there, it was kind of difficult because of all that stuff? Um, At least for me. So obviously the hoop doesn't change. Nothing changes. So we shouldn't. Right. It should. I think it's more in my head sometimes when it's like there's bleachers behind the baskets. So then I'm mm-hmm. like, because it changes because at LaSalle, we just have the wall. So it's kind of like this perspective. But once we start shooting on it, it's like fine. I want to go back to Saturday's win at St. Francis. You tied the program single game record with nine steals. Was that something that you were aware of as the game was going on? Or was it not until after that the number actually registered? Um, so I didn't even realize I had that many. I kind of uh, – Coach Boo actually said it after. and was like, Molly, nine assists. And I was like, wow. And then um, I just found out, like, yesterday that I broke the record. So I, I, I like taking pride in my defense, so it kind of meant a lot to me. What's that conversation like when you talk about the game with family afterwards? Does the first phone call go to mom or dad? So, uh, you mean after games? Yeah, like yeah, um, when you have a, a game like that where something like that happens, what, what's that conversation like with family uh, afterwards? We have a family group chat with my mom, my dad, uh-huh. and my sister. So they text in the group chat first and then tell me everything. And then my mom will call me, then my dad. And then my sister goes to school here, so then she'll come over after the game and okay. then talk to me about the game. Yeah. Who uh, who texts the most in that group? Because I have a family group chat, and usually my mom try and just tries to jumpstart all that. <laughs> it's actually my dad. My dad texts us dad? 24-7 in the group chat, and he just got TikTok, too. So he'll send me a bunch of basketball oh boy. TikToks. And, yeah, he's always the one that's texting first and all the time. So. Your dad's on TikTok. My mom's on TikTok. Giving our parents social media is a problem. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. (laughs) I know you feel my pain. You get those late night texts like, oh, check out this video. It's like, I got to go to bed. 
I've got this dumb podcast I'm doing with this guy tomorrow. <laughs> like, just let me sleep. On TikTok, he'll send me the dad jokes TikToks. And I'm like, why are you sending me? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> this episode of Inside the L, the podcast is brought to you by Steamfitters Local 420. Holly Mass Antonio, kind enough to join us on the Inside the L podcast, counting down to tonight's game against Maryland Eastern Shore. Going back to those nine steals, can you pinpoint a reason, Molly, why that number was so high? Was it something in the scouting of St. Francis that you thought maybe you could generate more steals that day? I think it was our defense. We have a defense called Buzz, and it's basically like a high up 2-1-2, like in the half court set. And it's basically us flying around and trying to make plays and get steals. So I think a lot of them came from that. Um, a couple on the ball, but mostly was um, from our buzz defense, I think. The way you just talked about that, it, it strikes me that you're pretty analytical, that you understand, you know, you have to know the terminology. You have to understand the positioning on the floor and things like that. Is that something that you have to learn over time as a college basketball player, or is that something that you have to grasp right away when you start with a program? Um, so I, I had a really strong IQ for basketball at a young age. Um, and it continued to develop, like seeing the court and where everyone is. But for this year, I just started playing point guard in this system. I played point guard, uh, when I, before, but in this system, I had to learn, um, different positions where everyone's going to be seeing the floor and learning just this system, um, compared to ones I played in before. Do you enjoy and appreciate the coaching aspect and the preparation aspect more? Because like you said, you have a high basketball IQ, but now that you're getting older, you really know what to do with that information. Yeah. I mean, the coaches help a lot. Um, they, they have a lot of passion. So like they help me. I like being coached because when you're not being coached, that means they don't care. So I love being coached by the coaches and uh, tell me where to look, new things I need to learn. Every day there's something new. And I, I appreciate being taught and learning new things every day. I'll get back to that a little bit later. I saw something that Alex Caruso of the Chicago Bulls said because he leads the NBA in steals. And recently he talked about how a lot of what he does on the floor doesn't always show up in the box score. Certain intangibles that he brings to the table – do you look at certain things that way? I do, because basketball, obviously, you need to put the ball in the basket to win. But there's a lot that comes into winning. Um, personally, I've had this year so far not really a great shooting um, high field goal percentage. So I'm trying to do okay. little things that could get us to win, like defense, um, assists, less turnovers. I'm trying to kind of manage the court sit down point guard and try to facilitate for my teammates. Um, and then shooting will come eventually, but I'm trying to do the little things first. Okay. So using this basketball IQ that, that you speak of, if the shooting is going to come, what are you seeing right now that's going to allow you to get there? Is it shot selection? Is it form? Or what have you seen so far and what's going to allow you to make that improvement? I think it's just shooting with confidence. Um, I know the very first okay. two games, it was more of like, I wasn't set. I wasn't really looking for my shot. Um, but now as the time's coming, I'm kind of hunting for my shot more, shooting with confidence. Um, and then just, yeah, shooting it with confidence and hoping it goes in and then not 
keep shooting even if I'm missing. Could part of that be what you said before, that you're playing point guard in the system for the first time? So maybe early on, you're thinking about all of those things that come with being the point guard in this system that maybe sometimes you're focusing on one thing a little too much and that takes away from other areas of your game? Um, I would say more of like, I'm looking for my teammates first kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it was more of, I'm looking for my teammates more, but Coach Mountain and Coach Day talked to me like, I need to start hunting for my shot because I, I am a good three-point shooter and I need to take advantage of that, especially to help our team win. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Steam Fitters Local 420, a proud supporter of LaSalle Athletics. So Molly Antonio is our guest on the Inside the L podcast, and uh, we are talking to her just a few days after she tied the program's single-game record with nine steals. I think I already know the answer to this, but because we're talking for the first time, I do have to ask anyway. Do you watch a lot of basketball in your free time? Like when you get home after class, like are you throwing on an NBA game or do you completely unplug from it? Uh, I usually watch college more than NBA. Okay. So yeah, I'm more of a college fan than NBA. Um, Yeah, I'll put on the NBA sometimes, but I, I usually put on ESPN Plus and watch a bunch of college games. Is there someone in particular that you love to watch or maybe somebody that you model your skill set after? Uh, I personally don't think I model my game after anyone. I kind of just, you know, play. But my favorite person to watch is Trey Young from the Hawks. I just think he's just an amazing point guard. And, yeah, I just love watching him. He's probably my favorite player right now. Are there times when you see him do something and obviously – you're not going to be hoisting threes from 30 feet, but are there things that he does in terms of the way he attacks maybe that you think, all right, maybe I can use that little killer instinct or I could use that burst uh, when I get on the floor as well? Yeah, he has a great uh, floater and he he does it in a way where like it looks like he's about to pass or does something and then he'll pull up for the floater. So my coach has told me a lot that I, start, I need to start floating, like uh, doing some floaters. So that's why I've been looking at a lot recently. From him, actually. So do you actually get a chance to work on that in practice? Like, is there a way for you to actually drive? And what happens? Does a does a player come out to defend, or does a coach come out to defend? And then you have to time it and lay it up. Yeah, we do a lot of drills. Like me and Coach Boo will work on it before practice, and then um, obviously we scrimmage a lot and do it during the game during practice. And practice is where you're supposed to make mistakes and work on what you need to work on. So I try to do it. I do need to work on it more, but, and especially if I'm in the gym late at night or something like that, I'll work on it then too. But I just, it's more of me I think having it be, to do it. I think it would be foolish of me to assume that all college athletes enjoy practice, but I think it would be safe for me to assume that you do enjoy it. I just get the sense from you <laughs> talking about it and just the vibe, because you're smiling when you're talking about this, that you actually like practice. I do. Like I. I love the game of basketball and that's like the thing that makes me the happiest in the day. Like I look forward to practice more than anything else during the day. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, obviously like we're, we're human. Like we get tired. We, you know, but I love, yeah. like, I do enjoy practice. Like I wake up looking forward to it. <laughs> 
Can you describe how difficult it can be sometimes to juggle that? Because I think a lot of people don't realize the responsibilities that come with it. We have to do good in the classroom and basketball. So it's more of like a stress thing and managing your stress. I've learned throughout the years how to manage my stress and anxiety in it. Um, But for a lot of people, it's hard. And a lot of people don't speak up on mental health and all that. Um, But I think... Coach Mallon gave me a good quote, and I always use it, and it's be where your feet are. So if you're in the classroom, you're focused on school. If you're on the court, you're focused on basketball. If you're at home, you're focusing on your family and nothing else should matter. So that's what I've been trying to do to stay focused and not worrying about all the things I have at once. This episode of Inside the L, the podcast, is brought to you by Steamfitters Local 420. Molly Antonio, our guest on the Inside the L podcast, our third episode of this new season, because of what you just said, and I think it's very important because I think the human aspect of all of this is more important than individual numbers and wins and losses and things like that. Do you find that because you're open about what's allowed you to eliminate stress and anxiety, are your teammates willing to come to you, particularly the younger ones? Like, will they lean on you when they have things like that pop up in their lives? Um, yeah, I have a couple teammates that will we tell everything to. And if anything's going on, um, we'll go to each other. And it's a judge-free zone. It never should be – we're teammates, we're family. Like, I feel like doing that could, like, eliminate a lot of stress. And knowing that we're all in this together on the court, in the classroom, we're all in the same experience. So just being there for each other and having each other, like, really helps a lot. Cause we're all going through it. We all know what, like some people, like if you were to tell people like your friends back at home, they don't really understand. They just think you're just playing basketball. You're just, they don't really know what actually goes into it, but having your teammates there right. and me, I always try to be there for them. I always make sure everyone's okay. And uh, yeah, I just think that's really important. What was it finally like for you, Molly, to get on the floor last year? Because you had to sit out the year after transferring. Then you get on the floor and it's the COVID season. Was there a lot going on, maybe more so than normal because of all the circumstances surrounding your first year a year ago? Um, so I was very, very excited. That year that I had a redshirt was the longest year of my life. <laughs> um, so I was very excited to get on the court. Um, unfortunately, it was COVID, but we were lucky. At least I was lucky to be even playing because I know some divisions, some schools couldn't even play their season. And I was just happy to have a season during a pandemic. Um, obviously we wanted to be safe and stuff, but it was really nice to get back on the court and uh, do what I've been waiting to do for the whole past year before. You spent the season at Holy Family, which is a division two school. And then you transferred to LaSalle. Can you talk about what that experience was like, your one year there, and then I guess the recruitment process that allowed you to transfer? Yeah, so I went to Holy Family my freshman year. I just wanted to play my best as a freshman. Um, I kind of just worked hard. I, I knew I could be a great leader on that team. And it was just a matter of me doing it. And I did do it. And I kept pushing myself, working hard. And my coach actually got fired. And then I put my name in the transfer portal. And I got 
a lot of schools, division one schools that were interested in me, even some that like were interested in me before I committed to Holy Family. Um, but then I knew when LaSalle reached out that I wanted to go to LaSalle um, just because of the environment, the coaches, staying local, um, big five school. My parents grew up in Philly. Like it just made sense, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's a blessing, a blessing how things work out. And now I'm here as a senior and I love it. So you bring this up and I actually had this written down as a later question. So was LaSalle one of those schools that had interest in you before you went to Holy Family? Was there a relationship or a connection there at some point before all this? Um, not, not really. Uh, obviously like I played for Phil, like the Comets. We all knew who each other were, was because we're locals. The basketball world's very small. Um, but yeah, not really. So you grew up in Morton, 18 miles outside Philadelphia. And I think you're well aware of the tradition of basketball in the city. You mentioned the big five. You talked about how blessed you are to be here at LaSalle in your final season. Was the goal ultimately, or did you maybe not have this goal? Was the goal ultimately to get back to the city and and play in that little bundle, like you said, where you're in that that small circle in Philadelphia? Uh, growing up, I obviously that was like my dream, not dream, but like I grew up like going to all these games, and I'm like, wow, maybe one day that could be me at like age ten, like eleven or something. But I just love the game of basketball. I didn't care what division, what status or anything. I just wanted to play basketball and continue to play basketball. So I was like, I don't care where I end up as long as I'm, I love it. I'm happy. Um, I don't care about the ego stuff. So I just wanted to play basketball and just like that, it happens when you work hard and yeah. And, and you come from Archbishop Carroll which of course is well-known in city circles. So when you look back at all of this, does high school seem like a long time ago? Does it seem like it just happened? Because it's been a whirlwind couple of years for you, Molly. Yeah, it's it's actually really weird how it literally feels like last year. Like I remember everything, like especially senior year. Senior year just really feels like yesterday. I just remember everything about it. And it's it's crazy how I'm a senior in college now. It's very weird, very weird, but I had a great time there. I was going to ask, was it a good experience for you? Was it stressful? Because I remember my own senior year of high school, I couldn't relax until I knew that I was getting into the college that I wanted to go to. So did you find out early on where you were going to school? Like how long did that take before you knew what the next step was? Um, so it was thinking about the college aspect. It was very stressful because... Yeah. I just didn't, I had a really bad recruiting um, process in high school. So it was very stressful. Like, where am I going to end up? Where am I going to do? Um, but I just played hard at high school, just had fun, made the most of it. And I was like, wherever I end up, I end up. Um, and I had fun. My sister was on the team. I just kind of enjoyed the moment and just was focused on that until like we were done the season and I had to choose school. Without naming names or pinpointing any particular schools or things like that, what was it about the recruiting process that was negative for you? It was more of a lot of schools weren't giving me 
the like I want you factor it was more of like I kind of want you and not like not wanting me for me how I play I wanted to go to school that wanted me and how I play me as a person and that's ultimately why I chose Holy Family because they would support me every game um I love them like they they were really close to me and they they just showed me what a family could be like and I'm not going to go to a school that didn't really want me I want to go to school where who wants me who believes in me so that's why I chose Holy Family my first year I know you've been away from them for a couple of years but do you still keep tabs on them and what the program is doing um so they got a new coaching staff so right now I only know like two girls on the team uh, the rest of her gone, but I still keep in contact to like my coaches who were there, not contact, but like, if I see them, I'll be like, Hey. Um, and then like one of the other one, one's a coach at Ryder. Now we played them. I saw her the other, the last time we played them. That was awesome. And then another one, one of coaches plays at St. Joe's. I mean, coaches at St. Joe's. So they all kind of stay local. Um, when I see them, I'll say hi, but yeah. And then some of my teammates, you too. strike me as, you strike me as somebody that doesn't need a whole lot of motivation. You seem very driven and very detailed and goal oriented, but I've always found that revenge can sometimes be a great motivator. So when you think back to the high school experience, and I don't know if disrespect is the right word, but because of that experience and not giving you that attention or maybe the love that you deserved, have you played with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? You think the last few years? I could say that. Um, I don't like to compare myself to others and like think of it as in like, like, ha look where I'm at now. I kind of think it's like more of like, you didn't trust me. So I am here now kind of thing. Um, and I'm focused on my own goals and my team goals. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like I like pr- not proving people wrong, but showing people like, I, you should have believed in me kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Now, now basketball is obviously such a big part of your life. Um, I just, the way you talk about it, the passion with which you delve into it, what's been, I guess, the biggest thing that you've taken away from the sport that has helped you in your life completely independent from the game of basketball? I think that the biggest thing I've taken away is that you are way stronger than you think you are. Um, mentally physically um especially mentally like i like during covid it was the worst mental time of my life and covid actually helped me immensely in my mental health um cuz your mind tells you a lot your mind is your mental health is just as uh equal as your physical health and i think the game of basketball really shows you that you can do a lot and you don't need people you don't need to people telling you what to do. You don't need to listen to a lot of people. Like you can really thrive by yourself and pushing yourself. And basically you can do anything you want. <laughs> I, I don't know the actual answer, but are you a psych or a sociology major by any chance? No, I'm actually a criminal justice major. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So is the goal upon graduation to go straight to law school? No. So I actually have two more years left after this year. Okay. So I'm going to graduate and I still have two more years of eligibility. So 
got two more years left, but I. So that, I means, so that means I get to talk to you again <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> Basically. Um, but I, I hope to keep playing basketball. I want to play professional if I can. If I can't, then yeah. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet. I definitely like helping people, um, especially those who are, are in pain and prisons or a lot of stuff going on in this world. I kind of, I want to help make a difference in things, but it's just a matter of getting there and um, actually doing it. You, you seem to have a very mature outlook on things because I, I think back to when I was your age and I'm not going to say how long ago that was. So as not to give away <laughs> how old I am. Um, but I, I think that what you've talked about here today is very polished and very mature And I'm curious where that comes from outside of you uh, being your own person. But would you say that there's, uh, again, I mentioned your mom and dad before, but how much of a factor have they played into molding you in that way? I think a huge factor. Like, obviously, I learned a lot by myself, but my parents, they've always been there for me. They've, they just tell me you have to be happy in life. Like, you don't, like even not getting recruited, all that. They're like, just keep going. Don't give up. Don't let other people get in your head. Just the goal in life is to be happy. You have to do what makes you happy. Um, And I think that, and my sister, my twin sister, she's always been a huge influence in me also. And I've had some, some things happen in my life where it's like, you only have one life and it could go by in one second. Like my mom, she's fighting for her life right now. So I can't look at the negatives in life right now. Um, only the positives. And that's that's the only, life is about perspective. <laughs> it is. And, and what I gather from it, just a little that you've talked about it, is that you have a very strong family unit. Like your crew, it's the four of you, right? It's you, your sister, your mom, and your dad? Yes. And then I have a half sister too. But okay, like but, but, but but that's that's your crew, and it seems like you guys really look out for each other, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Yep, thank you. So again, like you said before, you've got two years of eligibility left, and uh, these were all my soft, easy questions. So the next time we get you on the podcast, <laughs> I'm going to ask you all the hard hitting ones. So I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> I'll be ready. Molly, seriously, a pleasure talking with you today. I, I learned a lot from you. Uh, if, you, if you can believe that, I really appreciated your outlook and your perspective. Obviously, we're all rooting for you and the team and uh, best of luck tonight against Maryland Eastern Shore. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. That's Molly Antonio, guard on the women's basketball team at LaSalle. Thanks for joining us on Inside the L. We'll see you next time.